Welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome to this week's podcast coming to you from Tasmania. How cool is this? Literally, awesome. temperature-wise. Yeah, on every level. Yeah, it is. Uh, look, we were here, I think, about three or four hours, and I was asking Katie, how can we move here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. We are madly in love with Tasmania. Yes. It is everything and more that we thought it would be, but we can't talk about that this week. No, because... Ooh, we're teasing uh, you. <laughs> look, it was not exactly smooth sailing getting here, although it was on the spirit of Tasmania. Absolutely it was. So this episode, we're going to cover off our top 10 tips on sailing with the spirit. But first, let's just take you 300 kilometres down the road prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> Let the drama begin. Cue music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> RV World. Okay, so these guys are located in Albury-Wodonga. They were really the main reason why we detoured to get our diesel heater fitted mm. to Orange, our caravan. And that was because I'd rung around everywhere and they really were the best value. And I asked for a discount. Mm-hmm. You know, we're living full time. I asked for a discount everywhere. And they offered a discount. So not only that, they, they'd received so many good reviews online. In fact, when we pulled in, there was a, another family from Queensland that had driven down Amazing. <laughs> to get some work done to their uh, massive long-reach rig. You know, motorhome. Motorhome. Yeah. So these guys are obviously worth the drive. And that was our experience as well. Really fantastic. We had our diesel heater fitted. We got to test it due to the coolness of the Albury weather that night. It worked absolutely beautifully. Mm. How toasty are we? Oh, so good. I mean, so many people said to us it'll be the best few thousand dollars you spend. And <laughs> it wasn't it was, quite that, but look, it's, it's getting close. It's definitely up there as mm. far as, you know, spending money on a massive rig that you've already paid a lot of money for um but i have to say they were right so thank you to all of our friends and people that we've met along the way who said to us you guys are crazy if you don't get one installed before tassie it absolutely is the best thing that we have done Mm, particularly with the free camping like we did last night um again we won't talk about that stop we also took the opportunity to get a full service, um, have everything checked on the van uh, because we had ticked over 10,000 kilometres actually towing time on the road. So that, that was worthwhile as well. It's interesting because, I don't know, I guess maybe just partly because sort of the outside workings of the van are... I guess more really your domain, Paul, or, or what, but I had not even given any thought to the fact that we would need to get the van serviced as you would a, a vehicle. So when Paul said, I'm booking us in for a service, I was really um, surprised by that. But there you go. I mean, it's a 
it's an all-important safety feature. It's a, it's a moving vehicle on the road and it has parts that move and rattle and shake depending on uh, what kind of road you're driving on. So it makes sense that you do need to frequently service it as you would any other vehicle. I just, as a total caravan newbie, is something that I had never even thought we would need to do. There you go. Yeah, look, we were both aware, though, of the, I guess, the the style of driving that was ahead of us in Tasmania, that it is wild and, uh, I guess, windy roads. And so, uh, look, speaking to the service centre, they said, you know, you probably really could have waited to to 15 or even 20,000 k's to actually get this done. Uh, But having two months over here, again, driving really the entirety on many different types of road surfaces and in many different conditions, I just felt it necessary to be absolutely certain, you know, have all of the, particularly the bearings and all of those sort of things checked. Uh, look, everything was done very well. The service was fantastic. And overall, look, we, we can't uh, say anything but great stuff about the team there. We had Nathan who um, looked after us from a customer service point of view. Um, Matt who did a little bit of um, the initial calls and, and um, helping to arrange a bit of a discount and service. And then Dave who was the main technician in installing the diesel heater. Talk me through it. Where do you think you want it? Have you know Maybe you could put it here, etc. The, the pros and cons of where to actually install was, was great. And then um, allowed me to even go in and film uh, which was which was great as well. So some of that content we included in the episode. So overall, uh, fantastic. Yeah, that was that was great and totally worthwhile detouring through Albury Wodonga uh, to get that done. And of course, then it allowed us to explore the area which we detailed in our previous podcast and so many great things to do there including the Murray Farmgate Trail Mm. so um, if you haven't listened to that episode please do because we did visit some fantastic places while we were there and so on the road the next morning 300 and I think 15 or 320 kilometers yeah look we um I don't know I mean I guess some would say we maybe cut it fine in terms of getting close to Port Melbourne, which is where you board the Spirit on the mainland side. Um, We, because of only being able to book Orange in to get the heater and the service done on the Thursday, they needed it overnight on the Friday, it meant that we were getting up early on the Saturday morning, which was our sail day. We didn't sail until 10.30 that night, but we were getting up early on the Saturday morning and we were driving from Albury down to Port Melbourne. So we knew, look, uh, the chances are we'll be fine. Let's leave early. You know, something that Paul had, I guess, reiterated a number of times was that, you know, if we just get up and we get going early, we can have time up our sleeve if we need it. If for any reason something happens or something goes wrong or, you know, like, God forbid we get a flat tyre, we'll have plenty (laughs) of time to deal with that. So we did. We got up early and we hit the road. And queue 120 kilometres down the road, a couple of hundred clicks out of Melbourne. Jasper gave us the old three 
uh, three-year-old finger little wave, which basically means need a wee break. Found a rest stop. As I pulled into the rest stop, um, slowing down, must have been doing 40k, 50 kilometers now. Um, I hit something as I came around the bend. It looked like a, a block of metal almost, and it completely blew the the back right-hand side tire of the Hilux out. Uh, and when I say blow out, if, any, if you've ever blown a tire at speed, even though I don't feel we're going all that fast, really, um, it was an almighty bang and mm. instant flat rim tire. Yeah. It gave me a hell of a fright. Oh, it gave, gave all of us a fright. fright. Yeah. Um, even Jasper, you know, probably even sitting in the back, he, he noticed it more, although it were, was on the driver's side and he sits on the passenger side rear. It, uh, yeah, so then we, we pulled over. <laughs> I was like, right, do I unhitch the van? Do I? What do we do in do this situation? Do, what do you do? I was, to be honest, my, once I realised that it was the, the vehicle and not the caravan, um, I was actually quite relieved mm. because I thought, I mean, I'm going to have to do that at some time, but I don't know, easily a dozen times have I changed a tyre on a vehicle and so you know kind of what you're doing. You know, and maybe a caravan's going to be very much the same. But anyway, slightly relieved after the initial shock. And, but then I, I, I didn't really know, do I, do I unhitch? Do I hit? I mean, what do you do? So I made a decision that I would unhitch. At that point, another guy, Alan, and his wife, Chris, pulled in with their caravan and four-wheel drive. And so I thought, I'm just going to yell out to this guy. <laughs> so it's like, hey, mate, how you doing? Uh, got a slight problem, explain the issue. He said, oh, look, no worries, let me have a look at it. Look, 40 minutes later, Alan had basically done all the work. <laughs> Alan, you're amazing. You know you are, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was like, mate, you gotta. I've got the camera running, you got to let me at least get under the vehicle to look. <laughs> look like I'm doing yeah, something. look like I'm, you know, sweating or getting dirty. But look, I mean, it's in his nature. He, he said to me, stop 20 times at least to help people on the side of the road. Yeah, what a guy! And it's hey, it honestly is the caravanning way, though, isn't it? I yeah. mean, we've you even say it in the video, but we've said it so many times, and we will continue to say it as we travel around this great country. The caravanning community is amazing. They are helpful. They are friendly. In the main, you know, like I'm sure there's always an exception to the rule, but we have. <laughs> Found. Thankfully, we haven't met them. That's right. Everybody that we, we have encountered. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've got lots of favours to return, that sure. is for sure. And, you know, if you believe in karma or whatever it is, but, you know, whatever you put out there, you get, you get back tenfold. And we just have had incredible experiences like this. So to meet Alan and Chris, to have them just pull in randomly into the rest area, a couple of minutes after we did and come to our rescue and be really beautiful people it just it reiterates mm. how awesome this community is absolutely and i got to initiate that conversation through do i hitch un unhitch the caravan uh, initially alan said look uh, you, you probably won't need to uh, but then once we got over there we, we had a bit more of a look and because uh, because the I guess the nature of the tire blowout he's like yeah no let's let's unhitch it that's probably going to be safer and easier and yeah there we were 
unhitched put the time lapse on the on the uh, the GoPro which is pretty cool because I added that into the video and then we were waving goodbye they were disappeared and and yeah probably an hour from when we hit it to later we were back on the road and Kate said to me you know last night when you said uh, <laughs> look you know I want to leave early because you know something could go wrong we could get a flat tire um, your power of attraction is obviously pretty smack on. Could uh, you mm -hmm. could start you, putting out there for a million bucks in please, our bank yeah, account? Can Thanks you please wish us some, some, some cash or a, or a lotto win? Look, all in all, we're safe. It was a good experience yeah. to, to have plenty of time up our sleeve and, and another exactly. learning. And the, it, it was the sunniest morning. You know, had it been rain, like there's so many other factors that could oh. have made that really <sighs> Not fun. Well, situation. the fact that we were on the off ramp to the rest stop doing 40 kilometers an hour as opposed to on the highway doing 90 or 100 kilometers an hour, you know, there's so many things that in hindsight, you know, we were in the best place for that situation to happen and we had so much time up our sleeves. So we were off and we were on our way to Bob Jane to get the tyre fixed. Bob Jane, team up. Yeah, that's right. If you know the song, we found Bob Jane. Three, in Port Melbourne. Three, yeah. three kilometres from where we're meant to board. Yeah. Now, talk about a turn of good fortune. <laughs> <laughs> if you could call it that, we've got a flat tyre. We ended up in Bob Jane T-Mart. They had this massive car park. They changed the tyre, all good, you know, fixed it. No worries, 239 bucks I think, for the for the tyre, mm -hmm. mind you, but, you know, it's not too bad. Uh, and, guys, we don't lock this particular gate here and you could feel free to stay until you need to go on board the ship which was amazing because for anybody who knows the port melbourne area and where you do board spirit of tasmania there is not a lot of parking available for caravans or larger motorhome rigs so one of the things that the spirit tell you is to be on time but don't be early uh, so we were faced with, you know, that problem of, of wanting to get away from Albury and get down there early to make sure that we had plenty of time and that nothing would happen on the road. But then we were also faced with the, okay, well, where do we go and what do we do? Because there is not really anywhere for us close to the spirit for us to park up. So with the guys at Bob Jane saying, look, just hang here in the car park, we did. It was amazing. Jasper got just to relax we got to make a very early or i should say late lunch early dinner in the afternoon we got to pack our overnight bag it was excellent yep we unhitched we went and did some shopping yeah. <laughs> we took full advantage of being in the bob jane car park so thank you very much to bob jane and his team now the best part was that we have that beautiful twilight, you know, 8.30 p.m. I think is when it's actually starting to get fairly dark. So we arrived down to the boat at 5 past 8. 8 p.m. was the check-in and that sunset was incredible mm. with the Spirit of Tasmania and the Port of Melbourne. So this is where we want to start our top 10 tips. And we're going to just fly straight down these. Now, this is everything that you need to know if you are sailing with the Spirit of Tasmania, whether that's with a caravan or with kids, 
like we are, this is the information that we think will absolutely make a difference to your experience. All right, take it away. Number one, be Be prepared. prepared. And then in brackets, don't be early. So Spirit of Tasmania are amazing. Of course, they send you everything you need to know about your pre and during sale before you board, right? So you've got everything in front of you. They also have a great itinerary and road trip planner on their website and a pre-sale checklist. So really, if you're just reading what they are sending you and using their resources, you cannot go wrong. An important thing to note is that check-in opens two and a half hours before your sale time and closes 45 minutes before your sale time. So be on time, but don't be early and you've got plenty of time. It's a big window there to actually get checked in and get on board the Ah, ship. Incredibly efficient system and friendly. Loved it. All right, number two, biosecurity. What does that mean? Well, it means know what you can and can't take with you. And really what is most important here is when we're talking about fresh food items, meat, fish, and your fruits and veg. So there are very strict biosecurity rules. Again, use the Spirit of Tasmania website or the Biosecurity Tasmania website for everything you need to know about what you can and can't take. It is simple. It is easy. Follow the rules. They're there for a reason. Excellent advice, that one. Number three is toilet break, or like we like to say, Make sure that your three-year-old has weed. (laughs) So, yes. So, we didn't um, take Jasper to the toilet before we left the Bob Jane car park to start our check-in process. And despite getting there fairly early and having a very quick check-in, he did need to do a wee once we came through the actual vehicle registration area. Um, The staff were great, though. They obviously deal with this a lot. They pulled (laughs) us off to the side. I jumped out with Jasper. We had a little walk back to the bathrooms. He did a quick wee. We jumped back in the car and joined the queue again. And really, our entire experience from arriving at five past eight was, seriously, we were in our cabin before nine o'clock. Yeah, it was 10 to nine, so 45 minutes. It was amazing. I don't know. I'm not sure what's normal. Uh, well, I don't know, but that was an was incredible like we, experience. We felt like we were in the fast lane, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we certainly did. But look, if everybody does what I like to call an emergency wee before you even get to Port Melbourne, then that will just at least take that one, you know, out of your head. Remove the pressure. Exactly. Number four, fuel restrictions. Okay, for this one, it is important to know that you can definitely take fuel but you can't take jerry cans of unleaded fuel. That's right. Okay. Uh, So we actually had a jerry can. Uh, It was empty. We could have filled it with diesel because everything we use is diesel. Uh, But it is important to know that you need to, again, take your time and read through that fine print and check out. There's a frequently asked questions section on their website, and that will give you all the details around this. Okay. And that's also... Um, in regards to LPG, gas, propane, and um, what you need to be prepared for there. Absolutely. Any what they class classify as dangerous items. Okay, 
Number five, book a cabin, especially if you are traveling with children. So sale times can generally be between nine and 11 hours, depending on the weather. So booking a cabin, we think, is a, is a must. It's a great idea, particularly if you are sailing overnight. Now, look, they do have loads of options and they have recliners. Um, if you would rather book a recliner and, you know, kick back in that for the night sail, we just hands down knew that we would have a far better experience in a cabin. We got to lie flat in beds, snuggle up together, <laughs> We had a fantastic sale weather-wise, but also I think doing a day sale as well, it's a really long day. And if you've got little children in particular, having a cabin just gives you somewhere to retreat to when you need some mm. quiet time or if the kids need a nap or mum just needs a minute out or dad does. Or you want a really hot shower. Oh, the shower was fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, the cabin is great. All right, number six, feed the family. This is super important. Mm -hmm. If you have um, anything like our family. Well, always hungry. Well, one, yes, and two is um, if we're not fed, then we're hangry. Yeah, oh, yes. Hungry and angry. So, look, we set up the cabin and then straight for the food. Mm. And the spirit has so many different options depending on your budget, depending on your preference. So we chose to go and have a proper dinner at their buffet restaurant, which is TMK. But they also have um, a facility called the Pantry on board, which has like lighter options, sandwiches, um, snacks available. They do pizzas. There is a number of different bars and the seating areas. The food was excellent. It was. It was really great. And we were fed and out of the restaurant before the ship even left the port so i mean it's it's plenty of time to get on get set up get mm. fed look around we had a glass of wine we did which was very lovely especially because it was my birthday yes how about that should we all sing happy birthday here we go and <laughs> happy birthday that's right it was the uh milestone yes thank you it was telling the world everybody okay there you have it. Drum I'm roll, please. 40. <laughs> You're a spring chicken. Look at you. Mm, Gorgeous. You, no, that's all right. Uh, and taken, if anyone's out there wishing. So. <laughs> Back on track number seven. Tourism hub. Now, this is located right at the entrance to the main restaurant, uh, TMK. So, perfect. You exit dinner. Grab your National Parks Pass here. Okay. Also, there is two walls completely lined with every single experience and opportunity to discover and explore Tasmania along the wall opposite the main tourism hub booking desk. Mm -hmm. We were met by Wendy. She was wonderful. We bought our two-month National Parks Pass. I think it was $60 for uh, our vehicle. And that really is the best way to purchase it so you might as well do it while you're on board yep. it saves you a bit of money and mucking around trying to find where to get that and if you're paying individually for some of the parks then you know visit three and you'll have already done that yeah so, great pretty idea important. and i mean tassie is basically made up of national parks so at some point you will definitely be crossing through them so it 
definitely makes sense to do that. Okay, number eight, explore the ship. This is something that we absolutely loved doing, Mm. Jasper especially. At reception, you can pick up a map of the ship and also a flyer with some really cool fun facts about Spirit of Tasmania. So we used the map and we explored just about every inch of the (laughs) ship. We went up and down the stairs we went in the lifts we looked at all the different decks we found the kids zones i mean jasper just thought running and he pretty much ran the entire way through the corridors was the best thing ever he was having a ball exploring Mm. and finding his way through the nooks and crannies of the ship um i've got a couple of things to add in here and that is that once we had gone actually back to the cabin I realised I'd left my GoPro charger down in the vehicle. Mm. Uh, so particularly more so if it's about medication or something very important to you, mm. you want to make sure that you've already got that with you. Uh, they do allow you back to your vehicle, but only up to, I think, about 15 minutes before you actually set sail. So once that hits that time, quarter past 10 for us, too no bad. access no to No access, vehicle. no matter what, okay? So that, that's one part. The second part is that it reminded me of my days when I was working on a cruise ship. It really has that feel about it. This particular ship has that many lounges. I mean, there's a live musician, an acoustic guitarist, you know, playing away. There's a reading lounge and library area. There's, there is so many different spaces to suit your mood or age or type or family uh, to entertain yourself or be entertained. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, that's a great point. Yep. And then finally, the other one that I wanted to add into this section is that while you're exploring the ship, hopefully when you were in your cabin, you looked at where your muster station is. Now, we do this even when we're staying in hotels. we always look on the back door and find out where our meeting point is or where we're meant to be in case of an emergency. Highly unlikely. But very important very, and very worth knowing. And, and particularly if you've got other people in your care, you know, little ones that, you know, in that sort of scenario with all that confusion could get, you know, into into a bit of panic or, or lost or whatever the situation. Absolutely. So, That's yeah. a good point. And look, of course, Spirit does a full safety briefing uh, once everybody is on board and the ship is about to set sail, but a lot of people are still settling in and moving around the ship, and you know, so you can. It is easy to miss some of that information that comes over the intercom. So definitely look at the back of your door if you are staying in a cabin and know where your muster station is. Okay, number nine, wave goodbye. This was so good. We got tipped off that you can actually see the beautiful lights of Melbourne City. And this is, of course, on a night sail. And you could see the city during the day if you were day sailing from the port side deck. And to be out there within 15 minutes of the ship leaving so that you can basically wave goodbye to the city and get that incredible photo opportunity. Oh, it's brilliant. You know, they say goodbyes are hard. This one was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there was a cruise ship in as well. So we were lucky enough to be able to wave to the people who were standing out on the decks of the cruise ship. Jasper, again, just (laughs) he was 
he was peaking. He was, <laughs> I mean, it's 10.30 at night, man, and this kid was wide. He was ready to party. He had so much adrenaline pumping through his little body. That's such a good segue to number 10, which is the kids' play zones. Big kids, little kids, you name it. There is so much fun for kids of all ages. Absolutely, they've they've really nailed this. And so there is a little like jungle gym playground for the little kids. There's some activity explore zones for the bigger kids. There is a whole gaming room. There is a PlayStation area. There is so much for the kids to do. There's TVs with uh, kids shows playing on them so lots and lots for families to do on board yeah you you will never be stuck to be entertained or find entertainment all right the bonus tip yes and this is a good one now look we were blessed with an absolutely amazing calm sail but that bass strait is notorious for big seas that are not fun to cross so again be prepared we picked up some seasickness tablets just in case we thankfully don't ever suffer but we thought we don't know what we're in for so let's just have them in case what we do always take with us though are our beautiful doTERRA essential oils like ginger and they have a digestive blend called digestin and they are great for dealing with any nauseous feeling so we had them with us packed and ready to go we take them everywhere yeah and i'll add those uh, details again into our show notes the best way f- to get in touch with us actually or to find out any information on anything that we talk about is through our website which is all the w's the feelgoodfamily.com.au and in fact talking about that this particular top 10 um, spirit of tasmania must know advice katie has put into a wonderful pdf it's free you can download it load it into your phone or print it and take it with you it is a really great little companion before you sail absolutely so jump on that website and download it for free okay i think that's probably enough for this week huge again tasmania wow we love it you're going to love it as well as we share our experiences with you but for now we're going to say goodbye We'd love you to connect with us on social media and our website, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, YouTube. That's right. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, we have our weekly YouTube channel presenting our previous week's adventures. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It is awesome. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and share it with everyone you know. Thanks again for listening. Remember to dream big, look after your family, and happy trails. Feel the journey, feel the love, feel good family.